Like I didn't have a doubt that I would finish college. I'm just like, hey, I'm going to this college for like four years and then I'll be done and then I'll do something else. I didn't have doubts that I wouldn't finish because I just would. Yeah, because Penn State gives everyone a degree. So who cares? Start the timer. Welcome to Location Indie Podcast, a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav, and it took me 25 years to finally win a sports championship, and it took my little guy two months. (laughs) I'm Jason. We're the co-founders of the community Location Indie, all about the freedom, the travel, the lifestyle. Learn more at locationindie.com and check out the community. Trav, um, did you win a sports championship? I mean, when you say I didn't exactly know how to phrase that. <laughs> I mean, what do you say? Like, you know, we talk about teams like, oh, we won or, you know, yeah, yeah I guess what, what, I what mean you mean is, is you for- sat on the couch and drank beer and they won. Right. I Yes, exactly. A team that I followed to win a sports championship, a Philadelphia team more specifically, and that was when the Phillies won the World Series in 2008. But I was 25 years old at that point. And then here we go. We got a little kid, right, Jay? And he's five months old, and he has seen both the Eagles, our Philadelphia Eagles, minding your Philadelphia Eagles, win a Super Bowl, and the Villanova Wildcats win a college basketball title. And he really, really, really loves sitting and watching Sixers games with me, which is the topic of today's show. Not just the Sixers, but they're good again. This isn't the sports podcast, if you're listening for the first time. This does tie in with travel and location independence, but that's the trick, right, Trav? We got to like kind of tease things out. We got to segue it in here. And and the Sixers are good again for what? for the first time in a long, 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 long time. And they're fun to watch. And they've got a playoff game tonight. And they actually won their first playoff game. They thumped the heat by like 30 points. So things are looking up this, as we talked about when you were here in Philly with me, Jay. I think this is the most positive that it's been in Philly sports history. So you have an Eagles championship, a Villanova championship. Sixers are good and young again. Phillies are young and trending upwards. Flyers in the NHL playoffs. It's like the best time in the world to be a Philly sports fan. And one of the big storylines of Philly sports over the last three, four years and over the NBA storyline, too, was a little thing that was called Trust the Process. All right. This was this was hilarious to me because I've been living in Norway. I'm out of Philadelphia, although Travis and I both grew up outside of Philadelphia, which is uh, why you can hear our enthusiasm when it comes to championships for these teams, because especially the Eagles... When you follow a a team, or just even if you're not a sports fan, if you think about something that you've been passionate about and cared about for so many years, but like for some reason it never reached the ultimate goal or whatever, and then you do, I mean, it was like uh, such a great feeling. And when Travis told me about, I don't know what the Sixers have been doing because I don't follow NBA basketball, but um, he's like, yeah, I kept seeing this thing like trust the process, trust the process. I'm like, this is the most... You saw it, you saw it on a billboard when we were driving I through Philly. I saw it Philly, on a billboard. Like I, saw it, and you're like, I saw it on, um, I saw it on your, like, your refrigerator. Like your buddy sent you a card for 
don't know, it was a postcard for like their a Christmas, a Christmas card. card with their family on it. And it said, trust the process or something. And I was like, that is the most, what I say, this is the most boring tagline I've ever heard for anything. Trust the pro, like when you think about the excitement of sports and like the, you know, the go get them, you know, all, all the hoopla and everything. And it's like, rah, 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 trust yeah. the process. Like, why don't you just give me a freaking sleeping pill and a pillow? I'm going to go to bed right now. And wake me up when this whole trusting the process thing is over. Good grief. It, it was weird to hear you describe it, having no idea what it was or where it came about, because you're right. When you just look at those three words together, Awful. I feel like I should be in like an insurance <laughs> right, meeting. Right, exactly. Or like with a bunch of actuaries, <laughs> like, trust the process. <laughs> these numbers will work out. And you're like, uh, okay, right. And very, very far, you would think, from the world of sports, where it is all like gung-ho, rah, rah, rah. All you know, all that kind of stuff. So, like, well, to, like, to, I just in my head, just one more thing on this because I think it's hilarious. Like, in my head, if you've ever seen those NBA commercials or if you're from outside of the States, just imagine like highlights, like quick hitting highlights and, you know, reels and like slam dunks and like people passing, doing all these crazy things. And then, like, at the end, it just says, trust the process. You'd be like, that is the ultimate buzzkill. Like, what is going on, man? So, explain what it is. We're going to talk about how this ties in with your location-independent life and business and all that. So long story short, we trust the process. <laughs> it's been about four or five years. What happened was that the Sixers brought in a general manager who was very analytics-driven and very kind of on the cutting edge. Of, oh, of God. Let's cut to the chase, Travis. He lost on purpose for several years to get good so, picks, right? Come on. Yeah, cutting so, edge. And- I- they believe, Sixers believe, that the only way to succeed was to get high draft picks and, and to get a superstar, essentially. Like, basically saying, hey, we don't want to live in this middle ground. We don't want to be an okay team that really doesn't have a chance to win. The only way that you can actually be a true contender, one of the top, let's say, three, four, five teams in the NBA, because there's 30 teams, right, is to have super duper stars, to have these transcendent talents. And the best way to get them, the only way to get them for some of those teams is to draft them. So they said, all right, if we lose, the more we lose, the better chance we have at a higher pick, the better chance we have at getting one of these superstars through the draft. Because if you look at the NBA, there's probably only 10 players you could say, maybe even less, that have a chance to legitimately carry a team to a title. And you need to have one of those 10. So they lost on purpose. Essentially, it's not that the players were losing on purpose, but they brought in young guys that no veterans didn't have a lot of experience that they knew were going to lose. Like, yes, and basically said, hey, for three years, we're going to be awful. Let's hope that we can get one or two guys who are going to be superstars. Because by being awful, they would have a chance to get the superstars for those that don't understand how it works. Like the worst team in the league gets to pick like the best players at the top. Yeah, right. They get the best chance at getting the best players coming out of college. So that happened. They they also did some things where they gambled on people who were injured. So what the their best player right now, Joel Embiid, was injured coming out of college, right? So they said, okay, well, we don't care because we don't need to win right now. But if he's healthy, he could be one of the best players in the NBA. So two other teams passed on him. They picked him third because those teams thought, all right, we're, we're trying to win right now, where the Sixers weren't. So essentially they said, couple years, we're going to be absolutely awful. Hopefully these young guys that we give time to are going to develop. Plus, we're going to be able to get a superstar at the top. Plus, we're going to draft injured players. And they called it this really nerdy name. So Sam Hinkie kind of came out, their general manager, and said like, 
called it the process. He's like, this is the process we're doing. And somehow it turned into trust the process. So everyone who was a Sixers fan who actually would still go to games, which was basically no one, that there was like this cult following. And my buddy Cubes was one of them who would just be like, trust the process, man. It'll work out. It'll work out. And now, obviously, Hinky, the general manager, has gotten fired, but he has been vindicated by this point that now the Sixers are probably one of the top one or two young teams in the league that have a chance at winning a title because these guys that they got are that good now. And as long as they stay healthy, they're probably going to have a shot at being one of the best teams in the NBA. So it worked. But essentially, I said, we're going to bottom out to then get to the top. (laughs) We're not going to live in the middle. We're not going to... You know, we're going to have to go through some it really hard, process. crappy times to get, yeah, to get to the end result instead of trying to just have everything be okay, but never reaching the pinnacle. So it was like highs and lows instead of sitting in that middle, middle part yeah. is essentially yeah. what, so what it comes down to. So as boring as the uh, tagline, trust the process is, or tagline or whatever you want to call it, when you dig into that, Travis, what I think is this is the secret sauce potentially to location independence or, you know, what comes off as like a boring consolation term for losing, right? Actually, you mentioned the vindication. It actually works, right? And, and this, is, this is one of the things to remember. And, and you mentioned this, that, that fans are repeating this. Like, this is what I want to talk about today as it pertains to location independence. Fans saying to themselves, trust the process and like, okay, it sounds like, oh, we're making ourselves feel better. But in reality, it is a process, right? And there was there was something that needed to be... You have to go through these things to get to this certain place. And you can't get there without going through these things, right? So in that way, when it comes to location independence and building your location-dependent business, when you have down days and things like that, it's actually a very good motto. I'm taking it out of the insurance realm and into the uh, location-independent digital nomad space because... Trust the process. It's a buzzword. Well, Trust it. the process is a buzz phrase now all across every medium. Trust the process. It, and it really is. Like if you're a sports fan and in Philly, even people who aren't sports fans who have who have heard it because it's in the news and stuff like that, are are like it's showing up on commercials, on like car commercials, all this stuff because it don't look at it for the words that it is in that boring way, but you look underneath the curtain of it and kind of say, "Well, all right, does this make sense?" It really does. Like you just mentioned, it makes sense. Life is messy and building a location independent business is is maybe even messier, whatever. That, <laughs> it's not a separate thing, but it's, it is a process and there's going to be all of these highs and lows. There are going to be times when you feel um, like you don't know anything. There are going to be periods of time where you're learning something new, whether it's like some skill like email marketing or copywriting or whatever, and it feels like you're getting nowhere. And, you know, maybe it's like the equivalent of the Sixers losing like their 13th straight game or whatever. And it's like, oh, like how, how am I, am I ever going to get out of this dip? You know, but the end goal or the championship, if you will, will be, you know, building that life of total freedom where you have the ability to live, work, and travel anywhere you want. And of course, you know, there are always challenges. It doesn't mean when you reach location independence, all the challenges start going away. But there's something about that word, those words together, trust the process. It is a process, but the big word is trust, right? It's really easy to lose that faith when you're going through it because 
there are so many things that can beat you down internally and also externally. If you're not surrounding yourself with the right people, which obviously we've talked about that before. It's why we started Location Indie. So you could get around the right people. If you're um, you know, in a job where it's like soul sucking and people are telling you, oh, well, this is a bad idea to quit a job like this. Or you know, you've studied. I've gotten emails from people. They've, they, I just got an email recently. Like somebody studied this one thing that like for their whole career. Now they have all this debt and they're like, would it be stupid to just drop out and travel? Like I'd be giving this all up, but I don't want to do this job for the next 10 years. It's like when you go down a certain path, you have to, you have to trust the process. You have to trust in yourself and you have to know that, you know, everything is building upon itself, even though it it, it might not make sense in real time. Right. I I, I think that's a hundred percent true. You have to stay steadfast and that's, yeah, and that's not easy. No, and it's certainly not easy not when you're getting a bunch of I mean, A, you're gonna doubt yourself, but it's certainly not easy when you're getting a lot of blowback. So in the Sixers case, you know, the NBA stepped in, they're like, hey, you can't, you know, there there was all the writers, people were blasting them like this is you can't do this. And now of course they're like media darlings because they have these fun players and they're and they're young and they're fun. But one of the things that they did was stay steadfast. Was the fact, and and so for example, the same coach is still there, unwavering. So it would have been easy, right? Unwavering. It would have been easy, and who knows with Brett Brown, the coach? I, who I mean, who knows what he thought? But he knew, he did know going in, this is going to be very, very difficult. No coach has been put in this position where it's like, again, you're not trying to lose. Like he wasn't trying to lose, and the players weren't actively trying to lose, but they were getting players that wouldn't be on other rosters. You just knew that they were getting young guys. To be like, maybe they'll pan out, maybe they won't. And so I think you have to be steadfast with your belief in yourself. And when you're not, and you made a good point, Jay, I think you then have to, you have to insulate yourself a little bit from that noise, whoever it is, maybe it's friends, family, maybe it's your own head. You have to insulate yourself and surround yourself with people who believe in it as much as you do. And so you have a, you know, with the Sixers, you had a coach, you had a management team, you had, you know, you had this core group of people like, all right, well, this is what's happening. Even if everyone else is coming down on us, we can turn to each other and and know that we're all in this together. So I think that's a few takeaways there is you you have to be steadfast with your belief in it. And even when you're doubting it, make sure you have other people around you that can pick you up when you're wavering in your belief of the process. Well, also, we're big fans of having a motto, right? So it happened to be we're going to we're talking about trust the process today. But, um, you know, that can be your motto or you can you can take your motto as your own consolation term or, or tagline when when you need it, you know, and I we like to pick our own like mottos or, or little themes for the year. Trav, when we do our exercises in Location Indie, we do our Rosebud thing where we do goal setting for the year and we do that, you know, accountability calls every month and quarterly and all these all these different things to, to stay on track with big picture stuff. So like my motto for last year was less is more because I wanted to strip down and I wanted to kind of like streamline what I had, um, you know, and that was, a, that was a good thing for me to focus around like when, you know, things got tough and you can change it up during the year, but that's something we like to do. Um, you know, Another example of this outside of the sports world, Trav, I dislocated my shoulder a couple months ago and I've been through this before. And for anybody that's had an injury before, like I know, Trav, you've had a knee injury. I mean, pretty much everybody out there has done, you know, had some kind of injuries. And if you've ever done physical therapy, that's another great example of trusting the process too. You know, I just started like a week or two after that and a dislocated shoulder is like a bad injury. It's at least three months to start feeling like you got some kind of thing back. 
But what does it start off with? Like these dinky little exercises with this band. You know, you I put this band in this door and I'm like, all right, I'm like moving this band around like eight times, a few times a day in a few different directions. And like, that's going to make my shoulder better, right? But it's like little by little, it's just gaining this little amount of strength. Even though it feels like, it's not like when you do physical therapy, it's like the opposite of going to the gym, right? You feel like when you go to the gym, you're like, you're sweating, you're doing all this stuff. And you do physical therapy, you're like doing these little teeny exercises for like, eight minutes or something and you're like right you feel like like a like a little kid you're like okay this is pointless like i'm not even getting my heart rate up you right. know like yeah, yeah it's I like it's like two months later i'm i'm on skype with trav right now so i'm showing him i can like lift my arm up this high where like a month ago i could probably only lift it up here and like six weeks ago it was like here like and it's just happening and again trusting the process of knowing hey this is going to be a process. This is going to be something I have to go through and I have to just keep at this every day. And that is the real key to location independence. One of the big ones is just like you said, the persistence and the trust, that trust to know, hey, I'm going to come out of this. Like, And maybe not come out of it, but just trusting where it's at and sitting where it's at and that you're learning and growing. And it's so funny because when it comes to entrepreneurship, Trav, I think like, you can apply different mindsets to it that I think work a lot better than that. That like other things that you've done that might've worked really well for you. Like an example for me in my personal life is when I went to college, maybe it was just me being young and stupid. Like I didn't have a doubt that I would finish college. I'm just like, Hey, I'm going to this college for like four years and then I'll be done and then I'll do something else. Like there wasn't like, I didn't have doubts that I wouldn't finish because I just, would yeah because like, penn state gives everyone a degree well so yeah i mean i was just like i was just committed right and it's like you know i but like applying that same sort of mindset in my personal life to like entrepreneurship i wasn't able to do that because there was like way more doubt for some reason even though there's just as much of a chance i could have like failed out of college well, I because suppose, but it's no because i think less people are doing it and and when you're in college you're surrounded with everyone else who's doing it so if you know everyone else i mean sure there's I, mean, a I guess few that's people true maybe college, it's a but, bad analogy but or is it a metaphor well, now is it a metaphor and analogy what are we talking about here I never what, know I, what, which the, one what is, is which? this trust the process thing can here, somebody please answer I, I never know anyway well no one on this call trusting, can, the, process. You, I trusting the process um i think you brought up a point there that i wanted to hit on is there's the idea of setting little goals, which we talk about a lot in Location Indie, and, and not focusing on the end result. And I think that's important that the end result doesn't always tell the whole story. So in the Sixers case, they were losing. So if you just looked at it and you said, okay, another loss, okay, another loss, okay, another loss, okay, end of the season, you're the second worst team in the... To, to be fair, they actually never ended up as with the worst record in the NBA those three years, which is weird because they were the one getting all the flack. But, you know, you look at the season, you're like, this is a lost season. But that would be looking at the end result. Instead, when you're in it, you have to look at things that other people can't see possibly from the outside. And those run the gamut. But they're lessons that you have learned. So maybe if, you know, for the Sixers, like, okay, well, this guy was undrafted. They've got a guy on their team named Robert Covington. Roko, right? It's like a fan favorite because he was undrafted, came out of nowhere, and now he's one of their starters. And so two years ago, three years ago, this guy wouldn't have gotten playing time on any of these other teams because he just, 
you know, he wasn't drafted, he wasn't highly recruited, so they're like, oh, you know, whatever. Like, you know, he'd be maybe be on the end of the bench, so they give him some some scrub time. But with the Sixers, he was allowed to come in, play a lot of minutes, do things he wouldn't have been able to do, and now he's now he's kind of evolved into one of the better players in the league. That wouldn't have happened on a team that was better. So instead, you look at stuff like that and you say, all right, end result, yeah, the team sucked. But what about the progress that was made by individual people? What about the right. progress that was made, you know, these little steps that other, that right. other people may it not see right away? It doesn't take into right account the entire, the all the subtleties and nuances of the things that are happening. What about a team gelling? What about people getting stronger? You know, all that stuff. And so for entrepreneurship and location independence, you know, maybe the the end result is kind of, for a lot of people, of course, is that financial thing. Okay, well, when am I going to make enough to be location independent? Or when am I going to be a, make enough to replace my income that I was making before? Or if I am location independent, when am I going to make double my income from what it was the year before? Like, you know, that's a lot of times that's kind of an easy end goal. Sports, it's like wins, losses. You know, entrepreneurship, it's like money coming in, essentially, sometimes. But that doesn't take into account everything else that's happening. So maybe there's a year where you don't make more than you did the year before. You don't improve financially as much as you did before. But you're working less hours, or you traveled more, or you have a better work-life balance, or you did more fun projects. Like, yes, your income was the same, but you're working with clients you liked versus clients you didn't like. So there's all these other nuances and parts that are that that are in there that don't always get told when you just look at a black yeah. and white accounting at the end of the year or at the end of the season. Right. And then you take the, a, a, another step back and you look at the big picture where you talk about oh, maybe the Sixers have three or four losing seasons, but then they go to the playoffs this year and maybe they win a championship. So if you took that five-year or whatever chunk of time and then you take that as a whole thing, oh, well then... Yeah, of course. That was the right thing to do, but it's like it's very hard to do that in the moment and in the moment. And you know, it's interesting because you said the GM got fired for this, I guess, alternative strategy, if you want to call fired it. Fired slash resigned. He was he was a bit of a scapegoat because right. they were he losing. was just doing what the wishes of other like what he was brought in to do. Like this was okayed by the owners. Bring in, yeah, let's do this. And then a couple years in, they were like, Well, we're getting like way more flack from the NBA and the fans than we thought. Right. So but do, let's to like do something that's him. not popular with everybody and to still do it is gutsy, you know? And um, I don't know if you've seen, there's a great documentary on Netflix I just watched. If you, if you like old school hip hop or you like at all into the, any of that stuff, or even if you're just interested in entrepreneurship and like inspiration in that way, this, this documentary is called The Defiant Ones and it's about dr dre and jimmy Iovine and how they came up together jimmy Iovine was this like the head of interscope records and um i mean it's a whole long story but um they were visionaries you know in their own fields in their own respective fields in their own ways and you know maybe you could say the same about this gm even though he got fired like does that make him less of a visionary and i think like you know this term visionary is uh often used for figures like uh, Steve Jobs or, you know, these like Dr. Dre who's worth, you know, billions of dollars and, you know, has, has made it and all, all these things. But like, I think we're all visionaries if we let ourselves, right? And that's what it really is, is having a vision and seeing maybe looking at an end result that maybe nobody else sees, but you see, maybe you get there, some version of that, whatever, and then it's trusting the process to get there. Yeah, interestingly enough, I think I don't want to go off too much on a tangent on visionaries, but I think thankfully we're living in a day and age 
where because stuff can happen so quick, visionaries are actually rewarded and recognized as visionaries during their lifetime. Whereas before, you know, you you look at some of the most famous artists and sculptures and stuff of, you know, of of the past 400, 500 years. And a lot of times these people died penniless because, yeah, yeah, no one, no one appreciated their art. And it was only until later, like, oh, he's one of the best painters. He's one of the best sculptors, you know, this and that. And I think nowadays, thankfully, because because stuff happens so so much quicker, you can look at Elon Musk, you can look at Steve Jobs, you can look at those guys while they're still alive and say, wow, like in five, 10 years, they've radically changed an industry or multiple industries or, or the perception of a lot of people. Um, and I, But I do think you're right in that. Uh, but even them, like I'm sure they wouldn't tell you. I'm sure they've been doing things, you know, Elon Musk has been doing stuff for 20, 25 years. And only in the last, let's say, five has anyone really come up and said, oh, yeah, like this is crazy. This guy's pretty cool what he's doing. You know, he's so still he failed a bunch. A long... I mean, like rockets have crashed. Right. His companies have almost gone under. Like, Well, and he still gets a ton of flack from people who, who don't think he's a visionary or think he's scammy or, you know, insert adjective here, you know? Um, so I do think that that a lot of times when you're doing something that's hard, you're going to get a lot of pushback from people because they're they're not going to understand it. And that's okay. And you hear the old cliche, like, you know, if, if people hate, you know, if you have haters, then you know you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. That's not the exact cliche. I can't, I don't know the phrase, but basically, haters people hate what you're doing. You, Is that the cliche? Yeah, you know, <laughs> well, you know you're on the right track and you get hate, hate mail. I get hate mail every once in a while. You know, it happens. And usually when it happens, I'm like, okay, well, for every piece of hate mail I've got, I've got a hundred emails or more from people telling us like, thanks for this and that. So um, I don't want to get off on that tangent. That That is a whole nother podcast there. But when we talk about trusting the process, Jay, I think it does. It comes down to having a steadfast desire yourself. And I think it comes down to really, truly saying, I want a life that that lives up here at this peak more more than... I want something that's just okay. And that, that's ultimately why you do why you do something like this. Is ultimately why the Sixers did it. They said we don't care about getting into the playoffs and losing again and again and again and again. We either care about a championship or nothing, and we're willing to literally sell out for that and and take a ton of flack and be the worst team in the league and all that stuff. Because if it brings home a championship, if it does like our one ultimate goal, if we achieve that then it's all worth it. And I think in order to be location independent, you have to have that mindset because you're going to go through big dips that are going to suck, that you're going to say, well, why did I, why aren't I just like doing this regular lifestyle and making 50, 60, 70, 80K and you know, going nine to five, maybe I don't love it, but it's stable, this and that, and all that kind of stuff that lives in a regular life. There's going to be times where you actually, and, and it happens to me, and I know it's happened to you, Jay, where you sit back and you're like, Man, maybe I should do that. Even to this day, not not as much anymore. Do I question it? But you know, especially in the beginning, you're like, "Is this right?" Like, I know I wasn't going to be happy, totally happy doing that. But man, this really sucks. Yeah. But you know, you're working towards a higher peak than you ever would have achieved before. Yeah, and I mean, it's like an impossible. And maybe this is another podcast too. It's you know, an impossible thing to ask yourself. Oh well, like I'm going to be location independent then i'm going to get to this place where like happiness is just my existence all the time like it doesn't work like that still going to have doubts and fears and all that and thus the community and all the other stuff we talk about by the way um trav i wanted to mention uh quickly 
and say thanks to all the new members who just joined Location Indie. We uh, we had an announcement last week. You might have heard it on the podcast. Not in the feed anymore, but the community was open for a few days. We got some members uh, in, some new members, so welcome to them. And um, yeah, if you're listening, you haven't joined yet, no worries. You can still jump on the email list anytime. But I want to give a shout out going inside LI really quick to Caitlin. I don't know if you saw the post in the the private social network here, but I love... Um, yeah, Caitlin's our girl, man. She's on like every call... Always on the accountability calls, always coming on to the Q&As. Well, she said, I did it. I talked to my boss today and put in my official notice. Last day is April 23rd. I'm still in shock that I actually did it. I've been dreaming of this day since I first heard about location independence a year ago. And last week, I put in my notice with my apartment complex that we will not be renewing at the end of May. It feels so exhilarating and a bit daunting knowing that we are so close to becoming fully location independent and traveling and there is no turning back now so i wanted to just say congratulations to her and um trust the process kayla she trust, is trusting the location trust independent the process, process. <laughs> trust the process guys it's it's a messy process it it can be a long process it can be a daunting process it can be a process that people give you crap for all of that it kind could be of a stuff, process of elimination like what don't you like to do you know i mean you learn so much about yourself as you know if you're already doing this and um if you're thinking about doing it what can i say i'm gonna say it again Trav. trust the process trust. be a visionary we all can be visionaries you don't have to be you know making billions of dollars you can just be seeing something a lifestyle an end result something for you maybe nobody else sees it but you see it my friends you are there in your head and then you just got to trust the process that's what this is all about by the way i, don't, I have no idea where we're at in the timer i haven't checked it we got about trust a- the process and we're gonna get in under the timer for the first time in a long time trust the process guys and hopefully it'll bring you the championship of your dreams uh-huh. just like it's gonna bring the six years of championship in the next couple or years like- wit will add it wit will add a championship to his stable have an nfl ncaa basketball and nba championship hopefully next and it will also get you a healthy shoulder i hope too right there you go (laughs) trust the process (laughs) we'll see you next time cheers